Let's open, uh, first of all, tonight to Exodus chapter 3. I entitled this message, What Every Christian Can Do to Help the Church. And uh, let's just begin with verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside, look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. He said, Do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am uh, the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he's afraid to look upon God. Now, this is the call experience of Moses, and then uh, he's going to make a lot of excuses. But look down at verse 12, and here's how God tells him, you'll know that I'm with you. He said, certainly I will be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then uh, I've... Uh, uh, looked at, uh, I'm just going to tell you, First Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. And then Second Chronicles 35, verse 2. Uh, verse 1 says, Josiah kept the Passover of the Lord in Jerusalem, and they slaughtered the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the first month. And he set the priests in their duties and encouraged them for the service of the house of the Lord. And then I had uh, uh, John 14, you know it, uh, Jesus is getting ready to leave his disciples and they're upset and he says, let not your heart be troubled. In verse 27 he goes on and says, neither let it be afraid. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And since I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for the good crowd. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. And, Lord, we thank you that you are here meeting with us. To that end, Lord, uh, uh, let us uh, uh, learn from your word. By the power of your Holy Spirit, make it come alive. Let us take it and apply it and grow from it. And, Father, help us to make the decisions tonight that you would make us, uh, you would have us to make. In Christ's name, amen. Now, <clears throat> I want to look at what every Christian can do. I hear it all the time, well, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or I can't do much, or et cetera, et cetera. But you see, as, as, as God's people, we are called to serve Christ's church. And you need to understand that. And service takes a lot of different forms. And service can be a lot of different things. Not all of us all have the same gifts. Not all of us do the same things. And certainly we're all called to do the same things. But there are a few things that every Christian can and should do to help the church. 
Okay? And the first one is this. Uh, Christians can pray. That 1 Thessalonians 5.17 passage, Paul is saying pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? You have that attitude of prayer. You, you, you trust God enough in prayer that anything that comes up, you pray about. Uh, when people tell you about things, you pray. You see, how does it go to pray without ceasing? Do you know that, that uh, I tell a lot of the shut-ins this, you can pray when you can't walk anymore. All right? Uh, you can pray when you can't talk anymore. Okay? Uh, you can pray while driving. Just keep your eyes open. Please. Okay? Uh, I have, I'm firmly convinced that some of the people I pass on the road have their eyes closed. Okay? You, you can pray when you can't drive anymore. You can pray at church. You can pray when you can't go to church anymore. You can pray at home. You can pray at work. Nobody knows. You can pray for teachers. You can pray for the pastor. You can pray for the deacons. You can pray for the members. You can pray for the young. You can pray for the old. But you need to learn how to pray. A church will never rise above the member's prayer life. Do we understand that? If we want to see God move, if we want to see uh, the church grow, if we want to see people added that will help the church, we need to pray to God for those things. If we want to see Satan kicked out, we need to pray for that. All right, uh, you, you need to understand that every Christian, no matter how old you are, how young you are, if you're a believer in the Lord, you can pray. And God hears our prayers. We need to understand that. And we need to know that. Okay. And so that's the first thing we can do is pray. Now, I want to tell you, you can tell how strong your prayer life is by what you do not pray for. You need to look down at your list and say, what am I not praying for? Are we praying for God's glory? Are we praying for Christ's will to be made known to the church? Uh, are we praying for the lost? Are we praying for our country, for our neighbors, for our uh, relatives that don't know Jesus? You see, I think that a true mark of somebody who really prays is they pray more for others than they do for themselves. It's not my want list. It's not my wish list. It's praying for the other people and their needs. It's standing in the gap, all right? Uh, and we need to do that. We don't need to be uh, where God can't find anybody to stand in the gap. But people, Christians, can and should pray. When he says pray without ceasing, he means exactly that. Do you have, if you go on a walk, pray. If you're driving to work and it doesn't distract you, pray. But keep your eyes open. Okay. It, it, I guess you better do that while you're walking too. That wouldn't be very good, would it? Okay, but, but pray. All right. And every Christian can pray. You may not feel like you can pray out loud, but you can pray silently to God any time. And if you're not doing that, you need to try it. Our church needs the prayers of her people. Okay? What's the next thing that God can do uh, or that we can do? Christians can encourage. We can encourage. You see, in that Second Chronicles passage, um, Josiah, good King Josiah, has come to the throne. He has implemented reforms. He wants uh, the people to serve God. He, he wants uh, them to come back to God in a way that they should. And so he gets ready to observe the Passover. He, he's repaired some of the house of the Lord. They started reading the law together, uh, <clears throat> the Bible. 
Okay, but it says as he's getting ready to do the Passover and they're getting ready to slaughter the lambs. It says in verse 2, he set the priests in their duties and encouraged them for the service of the house of the Lord. See, do we encourage others in their service to God? You pick out something that they do well and you need to encourage them in that. They need a pat on the back. They need to know that somebody cares. Maybe you need to encourage the church as a whole. Maybe you need to, to be a role model. See, uh, people are encouraged when they see other people living for Christ. Did you know that? That your fellow church members are watching you? They notice your faithfulness. They know how you're growing. Uh, they, they notice uh, if you have the gifts of the fruit of the Spirit. If you're using your gifts. And, and they see those things and that encourages them. See, it especially encourages them when they see your faithfulness, when things aren't going quite the way that they know that you want them to go. And yet you're still faithful to God. And we can encourage the young and the old and uh, those that are sick and infirm. We can encourage folks just by uh, giving them a smile, a pat on the back, asking how they're doing and really mean, I want to hear how you're doing. Okay. And we need to make a list, pray over the list and say, God, who in the church needs encouragement this week? I'm going to send them a note. Or who needs encouragement? I'm going to give them a call. Or who really is down in the dumps and I'm going to go visit them? Or who really needs encouragement? And I'm going to make sure they know that I'm there for them. See, we can encourage. And it doesn't matter how young or old you are. You can be encouraged. You say, well, how can a young person encourage you? You know something? When them little kids come up and hug me and say, I love you, Brother Gary, that's encouragement. When they say, that was a good sermon, Brother Gary, that's encouragement. Because if they can pay attention, even the adults can. Even Herb there, he's got his hearing aid on, and he asked Roger, what do I do to sleep? And Roger said, just turn it off. And that's what he told me, Roger. So I know what Herb's been doing now and still listening. And Herb, even that was encouragement because you have to be listening in order to turn it off, okay? But see, we need to, we need to know that this whole world is rough. This whole world is hard. And we go through things, and a lot of us are very private people. And we don't want people to know that we're going through those things until we put it on the prayer chain, and then, then they're supposed to know. But you never know when you offer somebody encouragement how that's going to affect them. You never know when you say those kind words how that's going to keep them going. You never know when you do some kind action how that makes them feel. And we need to be able to encourage people. As a matter of fact, encouragement lifts us all up. And if we had more encouragement, then I think we'd have more happiness and joy in our Christian living and in our church. And so... We need to get that list and pray and have just pray, God, who do you want me to be an encouragement to this week? And see who brings across your path. We're to encourage, and that's one of the ways we support the church is by encouraging. Now, you need to understand something. Anybody can complain. Anybody can gripe. Anybody can run somebody else down. It's a special spiritual person who can encourage other folks. We need to understand that. We need to know that encouragement spreads just as sure as the the other spreads. Okay? And we get to be the instigators of which one spreads in our church. Okay? Uh, Last thing is this. 
we can look down the road. Now, what do I mean by that? That's how that John 14 passage that we often use at, at funerals. But, you know, Jesus was using that for his disciples to get them to look beyond what they were worried about. To what the future really held. They wanted to know what was going on. Why was he leaving? They wanted to know why they couldn't go with him. They wanted to know all these questions. As a matter of fact, even after he rose in the book of Acts, one of their questions was, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? They still didn't quite understand where he was going and what he was doing. We need to understand, especially those of us with gray hair who have a little age on us, who have been Christians for years, that we need to look down the road. And here's the reason why. All of us, no matter what our age, we are closer to home today than we were yesterday or a year ago. And we don't know when that's going to be. You see, uh, we need to remind younger members or those that are in trouble that God is still faithful in trouble and we can share with them how he's always been faithful to us, looking down the road. We can uh, give them proper guidance, see? Uh, when I say we need to look down the road, I'm going I'm to meddle a little bit. We don't need to always demand things looking down the road the way they've always been in the past. Y'all can say amen to that too, okay? We, we don't need to demand our own way. We need to always be faithful as long as we can. And we need to look down the road. And, and, and we need to, as, as uh, one of my first deacons told me, he's, I, he, had, he had cancer. I said, what are you doing here? You know, you're running a temperature. Your wife already called me and told me this. He said, I can be miserable at home or I can be miserable at church. And I'd rather be miserable in church. And I thought, oh, I hope that's not true. <laughs> But what he meant was the aches and pains were not going to deter him from worshiping his Savior. Okay? And he set the example for some of the younger people when, you know, the creek would rise and they didn't want to come. They knew that George Pruitt was going to be there. And they knew that he had cancer and they knew that he loved Jesus and they knew that if he could do it the way he felt, they could do it no matter how bad their week had been. See, he was looking down the road to see there was a time when Jesus was coming back for him. And he wanted to be found faithful in all that he did. And he told me that. And see, he wasn't going to allow anything from deterring him from the Lord's work, from his support of the church. Did you know that your very presence, whether it's a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, or a Wednesday night, supports the church? Okay, not only does it encourage us, it, it's a witness to your neighbors. Okay? It instills uh, that, that will to do right in other folks. And, and we need to look down the road and say, there's coming a time when I'm not going to be able to go to church. So I'm going to make sure I can and set the right example while I can. Now, some of us don't want to admit that. But we never know when our health is going to fail. We never know. You know, Matthew tells me all the time, be nice, Dad. I get to choose where you live. <laughs> I said, the girls, and he said, they're not going to take care of you. I get to be that. So anyway, mama gets to live with him. I have to be nice. Okay. But see, he, 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 he's looking down the road and realizing that maybe what I don't realize, my health isn't as good as it used to be. That's what Elizabeth tells me. You can't do that. And I said, I can if I want to. And usually she's right. I can't do it anymore. But uh, we're going to try anyway. But we see. We can't allow ourselves to gripe, to fuss, to carry on when we're looking down the road that we're going to meet Jesus and as sure as he's going to bless us and, and do all those things for, 
for what we've done for him and rewards, I wonder, and I don't, I don't know this, but I wonder he's going to ask us about, what about this? If we, if we, you know, if we don't realize we're doing that. See, and we, we need to understand that, and we, we need to be faithful, and we need to look down the road and, and realize there's coming a day when some of us won't be here. And, and okay, I'm going to say just the way I think it, and it may not be right. We're going to pass this church on to a younger generation someday, or we're going to close the doors because we didn't do that. So we need to be looking down the road and saying, okay, what can I do for the kingdom of God to make sure that, that the church that I've loved and that has loved me all these 30 or 40 or 50 or however long you've been a member years is still strong when I am no longer here? And we don't like to think about that. And when you're younger, you never think about that. But we need to look down the road and say there's a coming a day where either my health is deteriorated or Jesus comes back. And I want to be found faithful and we need to look down that road and, and make plans and, and do those things, you see. We give our benefit, members the benefit of the doubt and say, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. We've helped them. They're going to do it. We're looking down the road preparing them for that day. See, we need to praise God for saving us and giving us the strength Letting us live as long as he has and preparing ourselves for that day when maybe we won't be here and we'll miss it. And I can promise you we'll miss it because Jesus uh, is coming back. We'll miss it. If you don't believe so, go to the nursing home and ask those people what they'd like, where they'd like to be. They'd like to be home, but they'd like to be able to go to church. So look down the road, and what do you see coming down the road? Share that with others, okay? What do you see coming up that the church needs to prepare for? Lead the way, not in an ugly way, but lead the way so that we'll be prepared for what God wants us to do. So the last thing, and I didn't put it on your outline, every member can serve in some small way, okay? Whether it's through prayer, whether it's through giving, whether it's through using your talents, uh, whether it's through encouragement, uh, whether it's through making phone calls. Uh, there's some small way every member can find a place to serve. Okay, uh, Maybe you're one of those folks that as you leave you pick up the candy wrappers or the bulletins or that makes everything better for whoever's there. Maybe you're one of those folks that loves children like my wife and and uh, she wants to be back there with the babies all the time. She was so mean to Miss Lois was back there. And she had a baby back there. And the baby fell in her arms. And she wanted to snuggle. So Miss Lois didn't get a hold of the baby. Oh, I'm supposed to tell that? I'm sorry. She's a baby hog. But that's her gift. Okay. Use your gift. You can serve. As long as God gives you breath, there's some way you can serve his church. And that is supporting the church. And really, when I say support the church, look around at the faces. The church is not this building, not even these beautiful grounds, as wonderful as all this is that God has given us. The church is the people. That's who we're to serve. That's who we're to support. And God's grace will allow us to do that. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe you need to come and recommit to praying, to being a prayer warrior. To praying not just for needs and not just for 
sickness, but praying that God will manifest himself in a special way, not only at Gasville, but in the other churches of the association and in our area, in our communities, that revival will break out. Maybe you need to pray for those who seem to have given up. Maybe some that don't no longer come. They talk about it, but they never seem to get back to it. Maybe you can pray for the current membership, the pastor, the deacons, the leaders of the church, the Sunday school teachers, the youth, Brother Galen. Maybe you can pray for others. Maybe you're that type of person that people like to be around because you're encouraging. We especially need you to encourage and watch it spread. Maybe you're good at noticing things and you're looking down the road and You want to encourage others as we look down the road that, you know what? It may not be exactly what we want, but God's still in control and it's okay. That this younger generation isn't near as terrible as everybody says they are. As a matter of fact, they're good. They have the hardest ways to go to church, but they still make time to do it. Maybe you need to look down the road and see how God is blessing the children and the young people that we have and you want to make sure that that continues, and so uh, you want to be involved in that. Maybe you need to come for some other reason. Maybe there's some burdens that are keeping you from doing the things that you feel God wants you to do, and you need to surrender those to Jesus. I'm going to pray, and we're going to stand. You come as God wants you to come. Father, <clears throat> all of us have our part to do, but all of us can do certain things. Important things. We can pray. We can encourage. We can look down the road. We can serve in some way to support your work, the work of your kingdom in this place called Gasville Baptist Church, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, at our work, at school. So, Lord, help us to make the decisions that would honor and glorify Jesus tonight. Help us make our commitment sure by sharing it with others. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.